Yeah, they can't kill off Ned, then there wouldn't be a story. But it does make you think for just a minute. Welcome to Winterfell and I Can't Get Up, the podcast that asks mom what she thinks about Game of Thrones. This is season one, episode number 12. I'm Candace Huber, the owner of Tubby and Coo's Mid-City Bookshop in New Orleans, and I've asked my mom, Gail, who has absolutely no knowledge of Game of Thrones, to read the series and record her reactions for all of you. Read along, listen along, and follow my mom's journey through A Song of Ice and Fire, chapter by chapter, as she discovers for the first time just how brutal it can be. When you read Game of Thrones with your mom, you win or you die laughing. In this episode, we cover Ned 8, Catelyn 6, and Ned 9 in A Game of Thrones. And now, Mom's Watch begins. So let's start with Ned 8. So at the beginning of this, they're in this council meeting with Robert and the small council. And like the first thing he says is, the whore is pregnant. Oh my God. So they're talking about Daenerys and Robert like really wants them dead. He's like, kill them all. Ned is still not okay with killing children. And so it ensues in this big argument between Ned and Robert. And Ned is like, you're going to dishonor yourself if you do this. And they have this discussion. And Varys, you know, Ned is like, I mean, how do you even know any of this is true? And Varys is like, well, my spy there, Jor Mormont, wouldn't Mm -hmm. lie. So they kind of go back and forth about whether or not it's true. And Ned keeps trying to like talk some sense and say like, like, you don't even know she could miscarry this kid. They're across the sea, like the Dothraki have to cross the water, which they don't do. You might not even be a boy, like you have no idea. And Robert is so stuck on it. Like, what if it is a boy? What if they do come? What if they whatever? I would rather kill them all. Yeah. And Varys continues to stir that pot too, right? Yes. He keeps stirring that pot and stirring that pot. Yeah. Which just helps me to validate, I guess, my suspicion that in that last chapter that it was... Him and Illyrio. Illyrio. So he also says, which I thought was really interesting, is that Varys talks about how, like, he's telling Ned, like, understand where you're coming from. Like, you know, this is this is a vile thing that we're contemplating or whatever, but we need to do what's good for the realm. And, you know, Ned is just super against it. And he keeps saying, like, Daenerys is a 14-year-old girl. She's not some warlord, you know? Mm. Like, this isn't a big deal. And the king is like, I want to put an end to the Targaryens. Like, I did this war or whatever to put an end to the Targaryens altogether. Should have killed them a long time ago. He's he's still stuck on this. And Barristan Selmy sides with Ned and is like, yeah, I don't like this. Pycelle doesn't and is like, I don't bear her any ill will, but I feel like it's kinder to kill her than it is to let her live. Because if we don't kill her and war does come, how many more people are going to die? So it's actually kinder to just kill her and Varys is like oh yes you know he's so manipulative and I just felt like they were playing right into his hands the whole time yeah you know he's manipulating manipulating him like look at him and they're just playing right into his hands you know and then Renly well but what's interesting about that is that if it was Varys and Illyrio that Arya overheard talking they're trying to kind of stir the pot so that the Targaryens can take back over so he wouldn't want 
them to kill Daenerys Daenerys. and the Targaryens. But he's saying that because who knows what he's trying to do at this point, right? And then, no, it's Littlefinger, you know, who says about the steel kiss and all of that. And he's he always beats around the bush because he's Littlefinger. And then that's when Renly is like, well... Mormon craves a pardon so maybe he can kill her because they start talking about okay like if we're gonna kill her who's gonna do it and it's like well Mormon wants a pardon so maybe he can kill her and then Varys this is what's very Very, interesting right mom yep because Varys says oh well I don't think that like asking him to do it because like if the Dothraki if he tries to get near her and draw a blade the Dothraki are never gonna do it but poison the tears of lease let's say and then robert is like no poison is a coward's weapon but the fact that varus brings up that he the tears of lease it, is really right? interesting yeah, yeah yeah that was and robert says that poison is a coward's weapon and then ned freaking loses it right yeah <laughs> he completely loses it and is like really like that's a coward's weapon then you go do it yourself well cuz he's like you're going to send Salsor or whatever to kill a 14 year old girl and you're talking about being a not wanting to be a coward coward, or whatever like come on dude right and then you so you go do it yourself you look into her eyes when she's screaming and crying for her life and the life of her child and you i don't know they really just got in and it went crazy oh yeah and then robert is so flabbergasted like he cannot believe that ned told him these things well because he's like you're my hand you'll do as i command you to do or i'll find me a hand who will and ned is like like, i wish him every success yeah because I'm not going to be a part of yeah, this murder Felicia, or whatever. He walks out. Well, and Robert, and like you said, he's so flabbergasted that Ned is so, because this whole conversation, Ned is very direct and he is very like impetuous towards Robert. Like, I don't care that you're the king. This is wrong. Right. I don't like child killing. Right. And so every time Robert is like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. Ned just says what he thinks. And Robert right. is like, are you kidding me? I'm the king. How dare you continue to like defy me you're gonna go along with this i'm gonna find somebody who will and then ned is like all right then do that i'm out bye right Right. (laughs) i i mean because he doesn't care that robert's the king right no because he honestly i mean he doesn't see robert as the king let's be honest right he sees him as his friend and and then he's and he just can't believe that this is really his friend and i feel like he's trying to advise his friend what to do not necessarily the king yes and you know he just tur- drops the mic and walks out. <laughs> he does <laughs> <laughs> mic yep. drop i'm out bye <laughs> bye felicia yeah yep. he really does yeah and he goes back to his chambers because he's like i'm literally out like i'm leaving i'm going back to winterfell get all my shit together he tells his steward like get all my shit together we're leaving i'm not the hand anymore we don't have that long i got into a quarrel with the king so get all my stuff together yeah, and get my kids out right like yeah he's saying mm-hmm. i'm i'm totally gone and he's thinking about robert and he's like you know Because Robert says something about, I'll have your head on a spike to Ned. And so Ned is like, I don't think Robert would actually, like, do anything to harm me. But he's going to cool off like he always does. And then he's like, does he always? Because it's been 15 years and he still hates the Targaryens so much. Like, that hasn't calmed down at all. And it's disturbing to Ned that Robert has held on to this, like, super anger 
for so long and he's really worried about Robert finding out about Catelyn having Tyrion because he's like, you know, I know Robert doesn't give a shit about Tyrion. However, it will like wound add his pride it. and like mm-hmm. add on top of it. Who knows what Cersei's going to do? So he's like, it's better for me and my kids to just GTFO mm-hmm. and go back to Winterfell. And so it, as he's thinking all that, he tells his steward, look, me and my girls are going. You get all the shit together and come later. But like, we got to go yeah. like right now. Yeah. And I just, it made me wonder if they're setting things up for them to now be enemies. You know, like that kind of was Robert and Ned. Robert and Ned. It's like, I keep wondering, are the Baratheons now going to be against the Starks or something? You know, like it just, that was unexpected, I guess. For him to no longer trust Robert's, because up to this point, he's always just said, oh, Robert, he'll get mad. It'll blow over. Everything will be fine. But now he's like, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I don't know. And then Littlefinger shows up. Yeah, well, in the meantime, Ned is also thinking about, I don't, I still don't know what happened to John Aaron. I still don't know, like, leaving with so much still undone is bothering him because he's like, I still don't know what's going to happen. Robert's going to beggar the realm if I leave and like, or Lord forbid, sell it to the Lannisters because they're so far in debt to the Lannisters and whatever. So he's thinking about all of this stuff and is like, whatever John Aaron died for, it was obviously something that was really big, but also secrets are better kept hidden and you know so he keeps going and he's thinking like is robert a part of all of this you know with john aaron and with bran and whatever and he he just thinks he's not sure and then littlefinger does show up and thinks about just turning him away because he's like ain't nobody got time for this Mm -hmm. right now and then littlefinger comes in and he starts like pulling his bullshit and talking about pie and shit you're like what is now yeah like what are you even doing But then he talks about kind of what happened in the meeting after Ned left. And Ned is like, I don't have time for you. I've had my fill. I'm leaving. You know, (laughs) I'm not doing this. And then he's like, why do you care about any of this? And Littlefinger drops the bomb that he's found the brothel that they've been looking for this whole time. And he's like, I'll take you there. And I like won't even tell Catelyn. And that's how the chapter ends. So Ned isn't leaving quite yet because Littlefinger drops that bomb right as he's walking out the door basically. Yeah. And that was kind of dun 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 like you know. <laughs> so you know and because he even says if you're here this evening. Right. You know if you stay then I'll take you to the brothel. And I mean Ned's not going to say no to that. Right. Because so the brothel that, supposedly so. has information about John Aaron that they need and that's yeah. where Stannis and um John, John we're going. Yeah, yeah, we're going, I don't know, every week. Right. You know, taking a trip. So, right. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. So now well, there's we have this, the, another Ned chapter coming up. We so. do. And now there's this wedge between Ned and Robert, which right. is an interesting wedge because right. you kind of don't know. When it comes down to it, because you know it's going to come down to it, right. is Robert going to side with Ned or is Robert going to side with the Lannisters? The Lannisters. And you kind of still have no idea. Mm-mm. Out of all of the, there's no Robert chapters. Yeah, he does not have a point of view. No. That's right. He doesn't. I think that's very interesting. As I've been reading it, we've, you know, we've seen it from everybody else's point of view, but never Robert. What's well, the same with the Lannisters. The only Lannister who has a point of view is Tyrion. It's Tyrion, right. And that's what I was thinking. It's it's very interesting that you really only see it from Ned's family's point of view, right? Ned, Catelyn. You know, yeah, a lot of the Starks have yeah. points of view. Yeah. Right. Anyway. But 
Yeah, only Tyrion Lannister. And outside of the Starks, I think Tyrion and Daenerys are the only points of view outside of the Starks. Yeah. Yeah. And I just found that interesting because I'm like, what does Robert think about all of this? You know, and you don't ever find out. No, you have no idea. So, so moving on to Catelyn 6. And to be honest, most of this chapter was super boring. Oh my <laughs> god. Because it's literally just pages. Like, Catelyn and Tyrion and all of them are now, like, hitting the Eerie and they're going to the Vale. But it's this arduous, long, ridiculous journey to get there. And this chapter is just pages and pages of them climbing a mountain and climbing nobody cares. A ma- I felt like by the end of this chapter, I climbed the frickin' Exactly. Mountain. I'm like, oh my god. Are you kidding me? I guess guess that's the point yeah is to make you feel what they were going you know climbing that thing and it's straight up and it's scary and it's dark in the middle of the night yeah. you know and so i was like get up there already what's gonna happen when she gets up there because i wanted to see lisa you right know? I was, i'm like okay so show us lisa like why did lisa have to see her right away you know right. oh my god don't let her sleep. Don't let her eat. Nothing. Get her up here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, so what's the big deal? And then you have the, an entire chapter of them climbing of the them mountain climbing instead. Of mountain instead. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, at the beginning of this chapter, they're just getting to like the foot of the mountain. And one of the first things we immediately find out is that more men have died in the meantime because... Sir Donald Wainwood meets them and is like, oh, if we'd have known you were coming, we'd have sent people. The high road is not as safe as it once was. And Catelyn is like, yeah, I know we had six men die. So we find out that three additional men have died since we saw them last. And one of them was Chigan, the sellsword. One of them was like a random knight. And one of them was Tyrion's like serving boy. And so we just find out that like more people died to get Catelyn there. And then Donald is like talking about Lysa and saying that she's forbidden. Like he would like to take some people, some of the knights and like go out and like clear the area basically of all of these right. people that were like attacking Catelyn and them. But Lysa won't let them do it. She wouldn't let people leave to go fight in the tournament. She wants all of her people, military people, kept like really close to home to defend the veil. She's obviously super paranoid about something. And so he tells her that. And then he's like, oh, you know, it seems like shadows. She's afraid of shadows, you know? And mm-hmm. Catelyn thinks, no, she's afraid of Lannisters, right? Mm-hmm. And one thing that's important here is that Catelyn notices that since Chigan, the other sellsword, has died... Bronn, who was the other sellsword, and Tyrion have grown thick as thieves. They're like BFFs now. Mm-hmm. They always ride together, you know, all this stuff. And she, like, doesn't like it because she's like, you know, when we started this journey, Tyrion had a bag over his head and he mm-hmm. was like a prisoner. Now he's like, you know, on his horse yeah. with his <laughs> chain mail and his weapons and right. like with his best friend, like having a great old time. Right. And Tyrion's not afraid, and he's kind of just like, whatever. And she's like, so could I be be a person? Yeah, like, but like, could I be wrong? Like, he's acting like everything is fine. Like, he's not worried about anything. So, and and it says that it's not the first time she's kind of doubted it, you know? And she's like, six men died to get him here. And so, you know, she's, she's like, could he be innocent? And like, if it, if he is, what does that make me? That 
all these people died to get him here and it's right. like he's not even the right one. So anyway, they get there and that's when they say, oh, Lysa commands that you come immediately. The rest of your men can kind of stay and rest because they're like, oh, we'll climb the mountain the next day. Right. And they're like, no, Lysa wants you immediately. You have to go now. And she's like, I mean, all right. I think it was at that point, though, that they talk about going up the mountain. <laughs> they go, they, she's looking at all the different tiers because they talk about, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah, different yeah. tiers of the mountain and each yeah, snowstone snow, and yeah, whatever. whatever it was. Yeah. And they talk about that. And then they're talking about, well, the horses only go so far, whatever. And then Tyrion's like, well, how do you get up there? And then they meet Brendan, right? Oh, yeah. So this is when they're going to pass the bloody gate. So this yes. is before they even get there. And they're they're going through the bloody gate. And that's when Brendan Tully, who is Catelyn's uncle, meets them there and, you know, lets them pass and is like, oh, did Lysa know you were coming? And Catelyn is like, no, I didn't really have time to send word ahead. And kind of says like, oh, a storm is coming kind of a thing. And so he lets them in and then they kind of go off by themselves. And when they go off by themselves, he's like, all right, tell me what's going on. Right. And that's when like Roderick and all them, Roderick is like, I can't go on anymore. Like, he is I'm super, old, well, I'm he's sick, super hurt I'm and tired, Ill, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, I'm staying here. And then that's when they're like, okay, the singer is like, I want to come because I want to do the end of the story right. or whatever. And then Catelyn is like, eh, okay, like whatever. And then Braun is like, I'm coming. And Catelyn doesn't like that but she's like she just told the singer okay so yeah. she can't tell Braun right. no so she's like all right and so Roderick stays with a couple of people and then basically the rest of them keep going up the mountain so Braun Tyrion the singer Marillion and a few of Brendan's men Catelyn and Brendan keep going and that's when Brendan is like so tell me what's up I think, though, it's funny to and kind of important to mention before this that as they're talking about, well, how do you get up there? They say, oh, well, at some point you have to take a mule. Right. And they say, but then the mules can only go so far. And then Tyrion's like, okay, and then what? And they're like, and then you have to walk. And he's like... There ain't no way I'm going to be able to walk up there. Right. And then he tells him, well, you can ride in the basket with like the fruit and vegetables. Right. That go up. And he's like, oh, well, I'm like a proud Lannister or whatever. And we don't ride with the fruit and vegetables or whatever it is. And so I just think that's kind of funny because of mm-hmm. what comes later. But anyway, yeah. And when they have this talk, Brendan and Catelyn, he well lets Catelyn know your sister is not who you left her. Right. As. You know, like she has not had the life that you have had and she's not the same. And he also tells her, I don't think she's going to be very happy that you brought Tyrion here. Right. And so then I, I thought to myself, okay, well, does that mean she's going to turn on Catelyn? So... I guess we'll see. We also find out why her uncle is called the Blackfish. It's basically like the black sheep of the family. The dad, her dad and Brendan are brothers. And Catelyn's dad was like, oh, you're the the black goat of the Tully flock, you Mm -hmm. know, the black sheep or whatever. And Brendan was like, well, no, our sigil is the fish. So it would make me the black fish. And so that's why he's called the Blackfish. And then so, you realize, too, that Tyrion's quite a smartass in this chapter. Like, oh, he is a smartass. He surely shows the asshole side of himself in this one. So yeah, he really, really does. Anyway, so they, they do, her and uh, Catelyn and Brendan just talk about the general state of things. And Brendan is like, ah, 
the boy is like really the boy meaning robert aaron who is like six years old john aaron and lisa aaron's son is like super sickly and he cries at every little bitty thing and he's he's just a hot mess and he's the trueborn heir of the eerie and the veil but a lot of people say he's like too weak and there's no way i mean this kid is like he never gonna roll. be able to do right. it so there's like a bunch of people wanting to marry lisa to like take over it and the eerie is full of all these like suitors and lisa is like i'm gonna pick who i marry this time and so there's like all this stuff happening and she is like really protective over her son and that's when he's kind of like yeah she's had it rough she ain't the same as whenever you left her and she's not gonna be happy that you brought Tyrion here anyway they make it to the gates of the moon there and Tyrion comments when they get there that like oh the errands must not be over fond of company because like look at what it takes to get up there right and that's when it's like okay we can spend the night here and that's when they talk about like well how you get up there and all that and so that's when they come in and say no lisa wants to see you right away and they are staying with nestor royce who is the high steward of the veil and i guess the guard of the moon gates or whatever they call it the gates of the moon and so that's where like pretty much everyone's gonna stay and then only Catelyn goes ahead. And Maya Stone, who is just this girl, she kind of comes out of nowhere. And you find out that she's a bastard because Stone is what they call bastards in the Vale, like Snow is what they call them in the North. Right. So this and she doesn't says, take to that kid. She, as soon as they say that, she's, she turns her nose up at this kid. Right. And feels like, you know, oh, uh, like, y'all gonna let this, this bastard take me up to see my sister? And then the girl tells her, they go to get the mules and everything to go up. And the girl tells her, look, if you want to close your eyes, a lot of people need to close their eyes. It's dark, you know, and it's hard to, you don't really see a lot or whatever. And it's a little scary. You might want to close. And she's like, oh no, I'm much better than that. So she doesn't close her eyes, but then they get to like a bridge that they got across. <laughs> and then and she literally can't. She's like, I literally cannot. <laughs> and the girl comes back for her, you know, yep. and is sweet to her and gets across the bridge and then she finally finally after literally like five oh pages God. i don't know like it's so many pages lisa yeah and then lisa is like batshit crazy <laughs> i mean i was well surprised before she that. gets there they get to the point where like the mules can't go anymore and they have to walk oh, yeah. and this is why you brought this up earlier, up earlier because yeah. because it's like okay well this is like where the winches are with like the fruits and vegetables and stuff right and catelyn is like you know what i literally can't like the lannisters might have their pride but i don't i'm a ride with the turnips in this basket i'm getting in this basket right now i am done <laughs> I'm going up with the turnips. <laughs> yep, exactly. And so that's I what was that so was funny. Very funny. I yeah, because like, it was like awesome. I ain't doing this. Yeah. Just put me with the turnips. Yeah. So yeah, and then she gets up to the actual eerie and the veil, and she's in the castle, and she gets to Lysa, who is like, you know, waking up from a good night's rest and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Catelyn's yeah. annoyed because she's like, I literally haven't eaten, I haven't slept. Like, right. what the hell? And, you're and like she's in like, your oh, it's so good to see you. I haven't yeah. seen you in so long. And oh, you're like, oh my god. Hug you. Let me. Oh, my beautiful sister, and all of that. And she's in like, front of everybody. You look terrible. <laughs> it's what Catelyn is thinking in her head yeah like, you look so bad yes. yeah and in front of everybody everybody she's... and then she tells everybody to leave and then she's like 
You yeah. know, she like she's like, "What on. the fuck are what you, you doing? doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you crazy bringing that man here? You know, I mean, like, starts yelling, and then here comes the little fella, little Robert comes in. Like, I heard voices. Well, Lisa says, "Like, how dare you drag us into your quarrels with the oh, Lannisters?" Yeah, really. And Catelyn is like, like "My quarrels? Like, you sent me you. this yeah. letter? Like, what the hell? Yeah, this is about you." This and then that's you. when the, the little, little six-year-old comes in. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, so she's fight. They were fighting. Up to that point, I kind of expected some of that stuff. Right. But then when this kid comes in, and she's like, oh, my baby. And then Catelyn starts talking pretty plainly in front of the kid, right? And saying, you know, like, there's a storm coming. You better get ready and whatever. And she's like, not in front of the baby, you know? Don't talk like that in front of the baby. And Catelyn's like, are you kidding me? Like, if he's going to be ruling, he's got to know about this. And she's like, not in front of the baby. Then she whips out her boob and she starts (laughs) breastfeeding like this six-year-old kid. Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, this woman is bad shit. (laughs) crazy <laughs> i'm like she's nuts and i just thought okay. well and she does bring up robert's last words because she's like robert yes. told me yes. that the seed is Not robert, strong john. i mean i'm sorry john aaron yeah john aaron told when john died he said the seed is strong and that was his last words and he kept saying robert's name which we know he said kept saying robert robert right. and you know he grabbed my arm really hard and he's like tell them the seed is strong and because he wanted everyone to know what a good, strong boy my baby is. And you're thinking, that is not what he was talking about, That probably. is such bullshit. Now, man. we don't know exactly what that meant. The no. seed is strong, and he did kept keep saying Robert. But, like, I don't know that he was yeah. talking about his own but kid. But it's like, oh, uh-uh-uh. You know, so I'm just like, okay. And then... She talks about Tyrion and, you know, he's not going to be able to leave here now because we're not setting him back, you know, whatever. And the little boy says, well, maybe well, we she- can make him fly. Yeah. And she go- she says, oh, yeah, maybe we can make him fly. And I'm thinking, okay, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, what? You're going to make him fly? You know, I'm like, y'all are bad. I'm like, uh-uh. Well, you know, you're not pitching him out the window. Not, <laughs> nope, we ain't doing that to Tyrion. So. Well, the other important thing is that she keeps saying, we're safe here. We're safe here. We're not in danger here. And Catelyn is like, don't be a fool. Like, nothing is safe. No one is safe. Like, right. if you think hiding here is going to make the Lannisters just forget about you, like, you're sadly mistaken. And right. she's like, eh. Lysa's like, eh, even if they can bring an army through the mountains and past the bloody gate or whatever, the Eyrie is impregnable. Like, no one can get here. You saw for yourself what it takes. Right. No enemy could reach us here. Like, it's just impossible. And Catelyn is like, no castle is impregnable dude and she's like i mean this one is and she's very insistent that like they're safe there and nothing will ever happen to them and they'll just gonna hide there forever and it'll be fine and then that's when she's like and what am i supposed to do with Tyrion?" and that's when the little boy is like oh is he a bad man and she's like oh he's a very bad man but i won't let him harm my little baby and whatever and that's when he's like make him fly and she's like oh perhaps that's just what we'll do and then you're like like you're saying what the fuck does that even mean (laughs) What? what? These people are nuts. And they are crazy. My grandma would say, titched in the hay. <laughs> titched in the hay. 
We've met these people and we know something's wrong with Lysa for sure. Yeah. And this little kid is so coddled that like he's never going to be able to do anything in his life. It's going to be, it's pretty bad. It is bad. So the death toll for this chapter was three technically. We found out that Chigan and that other random knight and Tyrion serving man, we didn't actually see them die, but they died on the way up the mountain. And finally, the last chapter, which was the most tragic, was Ned Nine. So at the beginning of this, we learned at the end of the last chapter that Littlefinger was going to take him to the brothel. So he does. And Ned has taken with him Jory Castle and another one of his, two more of his men, Heward and Will. And at the beginning, they're leaving. So we actually have no idea what happened in the brothel. At the beginning of this chapter, they're just leaving the brothel. And he's like, all right, my business here is done. And Littlefinger is like, oh, your business or Robert's business. And then he makes this comment about like oh the hand like speaks with the king's voice and rules with the king's yeah, sword and does he also yeah, f with the king's yeah. d and then ned is like ain't nobody got time for you shut yeah. the hell up i'm not <laughs> ungrateful for your help but like you need to shut up and like we need to go so they get back they get going um and they're like oh Littlefinger says something about buying the brothel because it's a choice establishment or whatever little fingers just being little finger and ned yeah, they're getting ready to leave he really is he's is just like asshole. you know like i want to slap him most of the time yeah he's just the worst as they're going to leave ned thinks about his sister liana and how she said robert would never keep to one bed and why here he got some girl pregnant in the veil and whatever mm-hmm. and liana is like love is great but it can't change a man's nature right. and she was just talking about how like because ned is like oh no robert loves you like once you're married it'll be fine she's like eh, no it won't i mean he may love me but that's not going to change who he is yes and and his behavior at all exactly and so you find out here that in the brothel he met this woman who was really young and told him that this little girl she has is named bara i think is how you pronounce it Mm -hmm. and she really looks like robert and is obviously the seed is strong the seed is strong right (laughs) it's obviously one of robert's bastard children because she looks just like him yeah and this woman is like i haven't been with anybody else like this is definitely robert's kid and please tell him she's like waiting for him because like i guess robert told her he was in love with her and all this stuff like oh yeah i'm gonna wait for him and ned is like okay baby like i'll i'll tell him you know and he's thinking like oh good lord and then he thinks but i'm a man of my word so i will go tell him which is sad that doesn't mean he's gonna do anything about it right he will hear what you had to say and you find out that he's got robert's seed is strong because he's got them all over the place right you know he he has spread his seed far and wide from what we understand in this part of it and i still don't understand why john aaron got killed over it right so over saying robert's seed is strong well over uh, over robert having so many bastards you know what i'm saying like so this is the second one that we've really you know because we learned about the other little guy i can't remember his name but we learned about gendry gendry yeah and so he's He's one that's important. And now this one is a new, brand new one, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay. And this one's a little girl, huh? And was this a This one was girl? a girl, yeah. yeah. A ba- just a baby. But yeah. she looks like, just I think like the, the thread is that they all look, look just exactly like, like Robert. Right. I think that's the important 
thread here of why Robert's bastard children are so important because every kid he has looks, looks ex- like exactly him. like, like he him. He can't deny his that his seed is kid. strong. Yeah, he yeah. cannot deny that these all of his kids look uh, exactly, exactly like, like him. him. And right. that is what I think is, is important. important. But why is John Aaron getting killed over knowing all of all Robert's of the, kids look just like him? Like right, what's the right. what's the point of that? Like I I still don't understand that. You shall put and it together I'm at some sure, point. Mother. I'm sure I will, but you know <laughs> <laughs> and that's the the other thing like i was saying they they do say how all of them look just like him which in my opinion means that one day he's going to come face to face with one of them and see his own face looking mm-hmm. back at him you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but anyway so they leave there and he's well he's thinking about all this after they left but then they he is and he asks Littlefinger what he knows about robert's bastards and littlefinger is just like i mean he's got a crap ton of them and he he's acknowledged the one boy at Storm's End because apparently when they went there for somebody's wedding or something. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stannis's wedding. They went there for mm-hmm. Stannis's wedding and he did it with it some serving some, girl. Yeah, yeah. And then Cersei had the bastard and the mom killed, killed because right. that's embarrassing that they went right. to Stannis's wedding and like she's there with Robert and right. he's doing it with some serving girl. Well, and he remembered the very first one that Robert had, too, because. Right. I think that was a little girl and he said he would even go visit the little girl and right. everything. That right. was his very first one, but that was like when he was, I don't know, 15 or something probably. Yeah, you know they, they talked like about how really it was young. when he was a teenager. Yeah. yeah, And so they did talk about how Cersei had this, the mom and the kid killed because, you know, or the mom got sold to a passing, to a sl- into slavery. Right. And, and they, they killed the kid because it was an affront to the Lannister pride because it happened at Casterly Rock. That's what right. it was. It was like right. a serving girl at Casterly Rock. Right. And so, you know, Robert is like, I mean, ugly tales are told like this of every great lord in the realm like why does it matter this time like why is it so important like why did john aaron get killed over it like all kings have like a bunch of bastard children and stuff so i don't understand why john aaron would suddenly take an interest in robert's base born kids right and littlefinger is like i mean I guess Robert must have asked him to make sure his kids were provided for him, whatever. And Ned is like, it's got to be more more than than that. that. Like, why kill him? Like, if he was just making sure that the kids were being provided for. Yeah, doing what Robert asked him to do. Why kill him? Right. And Littlefinger is like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And kind of makes a joke about like, oh, maybe because he's the next one who's going to say the sun rises in the east. Like, it's all very obvious and whatever. And like, nobody knows. And then... As they're like kind of going and talking and whatever, and it's pouring down rain, pouring down rain. Here comes Jamie Lannister. Yep, and his with crew. like twenty people. Yeah, yep, like twenty folks, and they're they're ready to throw down, put, put Ned's head on a spike. <laughs> yeah, and then Ned's like, "Nope, you're not gonna kill me because." Well, first he says, "Cause Jamie is like, oh, like I'm looking for my brother." You know my brother. Mm-hmm. And Ned tells Jamie that Tyrion was taken on Ned's command, which right. he wasn't. Right. But Ned is like, you know, yeah, your brother got taken on, on my command, you know. And then Jamie is like, Lord Baelish, you better leave if you don't want to get bloody kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And Littlefinger pieces out yeah, like, I'm going to go get I'll the get city, city watch. watch. Right. I'm leaving. Right. So he takes off 
And then Jamie's ready to kill him. Yep. Kill Ned. And Ned says, you're not going to kill me because if you kill me, then Catelyn's just going to kill your brother. Right. And so he's like, huh, I don't think she would, but I'll not kill you on a woman's honor or whatever he says, something like that. And well, he says, I'm not willing to chance. He's like, I really don't think that she would, but I'm not right. willing to chance my brother's life on a woman's, a woman's honor. honor. That's what it was. Yeah. So he's like, okay, so I'm not going to kill you. And so then he turns to leave, like he's leaving. But then he says something to the effect of, but so that the night is not a complete loss, he tells his, his guy, kill his men. And then Ned's like, no, I like, I can see it like all in slow motion, yeah. you know, how it yeah. happens. And it's like, no, but then he can't get to his men to, he can't get the sword out fast enough and, yep. he can't, and they slice down the horses and they just butcher everybody. They just butcher all of them except for him. And right. well, he and falls off the him, horse and breaks his leg yeah, breaks and stuff. His leg and he's losing consciousness and. And Jamie did tell his man, make sure nothing happens to Lord Stark. Right. But kill his kill man. Kill else. And so they do. And then that's when you learn that little Jory Castle gets it, which is sad because he's been... He's been very loyal, loyal to Ned. Loyal to yeah. Ned. And Ned, you know, is really fond of him. And so when they... When the Night Watch gets there... The City Watch and yeah, Littlefinger, I'm, yeah. The City Watch, sorry. When they get back, they find Ned there holding Jory Castle's body. So upset. And he keeps losing consciousness and everything. And it kind of makes me wonder, where is this going to put Robert? Because, I mean, it's... Jamie killed them. I mean, right. killed them all pretty much in cold blood. I mean, there was no reason to do what he did. And well, he's doing it because they have Tyrion. And well, so he's like, I'm going to kill Tyrion, you all. But I mean... Yeah. I don't know. It just something ain't right. But I know that Robert's a big nanny and that he, you know, worries about what Cersei's going to do. So, uh, I don't know. And then what about this baby? Like, what is Ned, is Ned going to tell him what he was supposed to say about the baby? You know, whatever. I don't know. So, and when that, well, and then at ends, the end, Maester Picel is like, here, drink this to like make you, you know, cause the, yeah, the milk of the poppy to take away the pain yeah, or whatever. And you're going, really oh shit, what's he giving him? You right. Know? Right. I'm like, really? And that was my last thought was, is that really the milk of the poppy? Is that the tears of least they handed right. him over? Right. You know, so like, what's going to, but then I think, nah, they can't kill off Ned. Then there wouldn't be a story. But it does make you think for just a minute. Yeah. Like what is they... Picel giving him? And if because it, it is says Ned pop, swallows it, it's like, cause he yeah, says he, he, rem it. he remembers swallowing and then he remembers Picel telling somebody to heat the wine to boiling and fetch him clean silk. And then that's and the that's last it. thing he And then he, he like knew. passes out. But the other thing is, what the heck do, you know, while he's passed out, there's no telling too. What's you know, going on? What's yeah. going on while he's passed and out? And how long is he going to be passing out? That's right. Whatever. All of that kind of stuff. So mm, this is going to be interesting. So do you have any theories about Robert's bastards or like why John Aaron died or any I'm not sure. Yeah. I still am not sure. I don't know. I know. I mean, obviously there's something about that, that they right. all look the same, that they're all, all far and wide all over the place, yep. you know? And then it has something to do with the name book. You know, it keeps going back to that name book. Like, what is in that book? So, I don't know. It might be that he's married his own, he's 
reproducing with his own, you know, like family or something. I'm my own grandpa kind of thing, <laughs> you know. Whatever. I don't know, you know, I'm just saying maybe they're reproducing with each other. Maybe not him necessarily with his own You're talking about you know, the kids. children, but oh. I'm, yeah, like the children might be reproducing with each other. The bastards, they, all they don't know. Each other. Yeah. They all look alike. So. They do. But anyway, it's obviously a thing. It so is a thing. We'll find out. We shall see. And I'm interested to see what Robert does whose side he ends up on now that jamie has killed all of ned's men and ned is kind of stuck there with a broken leg and passed out yeah so we'll see yeah what happens with all of that yeah so to help a mother out really nobody is everybody's sort of in the same spots as they were so that's not a big deal but we did meet a few new people so we met donald waynewood who is the one of the people in the veil. We met Brendan Tully, the blackfish, who is Catelyn's uncle. We met Maya Stone, who is just a girl, the bastard girl who leads Catelyn up the mountain. Nestor Royce, who is the high steward of the veil. And the name Royce kind of is a callback to to the kid to the people the kid who got it in the uh prologue of the the Lord Royce or whatever. So you assume that that's all the same family. Robert Aaron, who is the six year old Lord of the Eerie, and Lysa Aaron who is Catelyn's sister and Robert's mother, we finally met her as well. The other thing that we didn't mention that I thought was important now that I'm, it's coming back to me, is that they call Robert Aaron the true warden of the East because Robert made Jamie Lannister the warden of the East, which they talked about yes. before. And Ned was like, mm, I wouldn't do that because Tywin, the dad, is, is warden of the West. And now the, the Lannisters yes. are going to have the yes. East and the West and, and the all West. of that. Yes, yes, and so yes. you find out that he did make Jamie officially the warden of the East. And Lysa makes everyone, when they announce Robert Aaron, the little six-year-old, she makes them all say the true warden of the East yes. because he's like the rightful, rightful one or, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. The total death toll for this segment was five. So we had Chicken the Cell Sword, Tyrion Serving Boy, and one other knight that like died off book, off page in Catelyn's party. And then Joy Castle, Will. Oh, so it's six. Joy Castle, Will, and Heward, I think was the other guy. Ned's men who were killed by Jamie Lannister. So the total death toll was six. No one's super important, but Joy Castle was still sad because even though he's not like the most important he's still kind of been a big deal to ned. to ned yeah and we still have two missing persons in nymeria and benjen stark so we shall see what happens the next time that is our show listen next time as we discuss daenerys 4 bran 5 and Tyrion 5 so two people we haven't gotten to in a while so we'll see what's happening with them you can catch us on itunes google play google podcast stitcher and tubbyandcoos.com if you like our show please consider leaving a review or a rating wherever you listen to podcasts especially on itunes it really helps us to spread the word and when you're sitting around discussing game of thrones with your friends mention that there's this great podcast they should listen to you can find a recap of this week's podcast at tubbyandcoos.com slash podcast. You can also follow the bookstore on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at tubbyandcoos, spelled out to keep up with all of our work. Hit us up and let us know what you think as you read or listen along. We'd love to hear from you, but please, no spoilers. Mom doesn't know what's going on with John Aaron or pretty much anything yet, so we would like to keep it that way. I'm Candace Huber. And I'm the mom. And now Mom's Watch has ended. <laughs> <laughs>